Welcome, everyone, to Colorado State's College of Business Institute for Entrepreneurship, RAMCAST. In this first iFree RAMCAST of many, we will be focusing on a five-episode series dedicated to exploring your side hustle and unleashing your inner entrepreneur. During each episode, we will be interviewing guests who will help us outline key questions, processes, and resources when understanding and considering becoming an entrepreneur. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the iFree Ramcast Solopreneur, Episode 5, Wrap Up and Resource Guide. Hi, Arthur. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm so excited that we're back together to wrap up this session. I know I really enjoyed uh, interviewing some of our guests and learning from them. What about you? You know, it was really enlightening for me to learn more about the folks that we work with, our mentors and our staff, and hear about their experiences. So, you know, I had a great time. Awesome. You know, as you were doing those interviews, uh, what were some of your key takeaways? You know, it was great to chat with Rachel, um, who has spent a lot of time in this space and really helping businesses get started. So what stuck with me was her conversation around the importance of proper business incorporation. So making sure you have the right, you know, um, business status so that you can, you know, help prevent lawsuits and protect yourself in the long run um, if you might ever come across that situation. So I thought that was really important. Um, I really enjoyed talking to um, to Lauren about kind of that, her experience with entrepreneurship, that she didn't intend to be part of a business, but the opportunity came her way and she seized on it and was able to leverage some of her skills um, to, to keep the, the business going. So that was really cool. And then um, I really liked the conversation again with Rachel around, you know, making sure that you're budgeting correctly, um, understanding how revenue works. So budgeting for your salary, budgeting for your benefits and making sure you're holding money back for taxes. You know, it's a real simple advice, but really practical at the end. So, um, so yeah, I really appreciated seeing um, things I wouldn't otherwise have thought of um, being uh, kind of at a higher sort of distance from the day-to-day operations of a business. I really appreciated that. How about you? Yeah, you know, I listened to Lauren and Rachel's podcast also, and I agree. Those were amazing takeaways and just really practical um, skills. And one of the things from Lauren, I know I didn't interview her, but from your interview with her that really stuck out to me was understanding your skill sets and and being okay with those skill sets because I think sometimes we worry that we have to be everything, you know, Mm -hmm. and I love how she framed it. She was like, it's okay that you don't want to learn some of the skills. You don't need to Uh learn them all. I really enjoyed that, that piece and the authenticity um, that she had around that. Um, And then, Hey, just dive in, know what you're good at, know what you maybe be lacking. Are you willing to learn those? Yes or no. If not, then how do you go about um, finding partners or resources um, that you can outsource or work with? Um, to, to do those things that you just don't want to learn. You know, mm-hmm. I think she talked about accounting, which I thought mm-hmm. was hilarious. The two of you did, you know, <laughs> uh, so I, I totally agree with that. Like, yeah, know where you're willing to put your time and effort and where you're not. And so mm-hmm. I really appreciated that from her, especially, um, you know, given her experience as being an undergrad student and walking through this, this uh, venture that she went on uh, that she didn't even know she was going to. So I thought that was um, quite enlightening. And then, 
you know, um, I loved interviewing Scott and so knowledgeable about customer discovery and understanding who your customer is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, you know, I, I guess I knew this, but just really listening to him again about the importance of really interviewing your customers, right? Instead of this showcasing and getting vanity data, uh, instead, really coming up with those meaningful questions that are going to get you answers. You might not want to hear them, right? You might be like, mm-hmm. oh, no, Arthur mm-hmm. doesn't want my product. Nobody wants my product <laughs> or my service. Like, you know, and that's hard for the ego. Right. But also, you know, he has, he'd said, it's just as good to invalidate your, um, is your idea as it is to validate it. Right. And so like, don't waste all your money and people's time on an idea that you think is just so amazing that you haven't really taken the time to interview your customers, like really Mm -hmm. spend your time understanding what, what the customer wants and what your value proposition is. Um, And I really appreciated that. And then this idea of competitive analysis, again, things that seem like so common sense, but really at the end of the day, like, I had no idea. Like you look at these axes and what are your value propositions and how do you place people on that? And knowing that you might have to do multiple iterations of a competitive analysis or even frankly, a business model canvas multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, And that it's not just like the first thing that comes to your mind. So be patient with yourself, but do the work up front um, so that you're not. um, Yeah. So you can invalidate that idea perhaps, and then you pivot change and move to something else that's even better. So I really appreciated um, that from both of them. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, what's funny is after I got my MBA, I remember friends and family coming out of the word work like, oh, I had this business idea. I want to run by you. And I think to your point, you know, I think a lot of people have a business idea, but the next step really is to vet that idea and test it. And I think that's where, um, you know, a lot of businesses lose steam is when you have this great idea. But if you don't test it and make sure that people actually want it, then, you know, what's the point of even having it? So I thought that was really good. Good takeaway for me as well um, in, the, in the podcast. Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, I would love to hear your thoughts about what sort of resources help support the things that we talked about in in the podcast. Right. Because sometimes we end up thinking, okay, well, I just have to do these things on my own. I have to figure out my own systems. Mm-hmm. But I know there's just so many different resources um, out there. Do you want to highlight a few that you really enjoyed? Yeah, well, as you know, I am a business model nerd um, in the sense that I really... <laughs> <That> you, are. <laughs> that you are. So as you know, I'm a huge fan of the business model canvas. Um, you know, if you don't know what that is, it's a tool that's designed to allow entrepreneurs to sit down and really kind of sketch out your business idea. So it's almost like the artist notebook for for entrepreneurs. You can sit down and just sketch out different business models. It's an easy tool that anyone can pick up um, and start playing around with different business ideas, plotting them out. You know, how do you change? You know, if I wanted to do an online business versus an in-person business, you know, those those questions and ideas can be easily placed on the canvas and tested out. And it's presented by a company called Strategizer um, and their website. You can log on and get a lot of free resources, including the business model canvas, as well as some additional resources around uh, building your business, um, your value proposition, um, understanding your customers. So it's a great free resource. 
they also have a few books. It all started with the business model generation, which kind of walks you through it. So, so for really for anyone who is, you know, kind of curious about what would my business look like? What would be some of the things I would need to consider? It's an easy um, sort of low risk place to start um, to kind of map those out. Um, and then it gets really in depth depending on kind of where you want to go and where you want to take it. So, so I love it. Um, I know our office um, will be doing some more programming and um, services around how to use the business model canvas. So I'm excited to, to make that available to more of our listeners. So, so that's definitely something that I think is a valuable tool for anyone who's wanting to explore business or at least put some ideas on paper. Oh. Yeah, I would agree. And I, um, the business generation or business model generation book is just, it's like all of the things when you look at the business model canvas, mm. <clears throat> excuse me, um, when you have the business model canvas and then being able to like go into that book and dive into each chunk mm -hmm. is so invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it. And the cool thing too, is it's the same book that we used um, in my MBA coursework. So it's, it's a, a great academic resource as well as a practical one as well. Awesome. Yeah. So what about you? What are some of the resources that come to mind that you think would be useful? You know, I want to maybe highlight a few online resources that I found to be super useful, even in my own side hustle um, as a solopreneur. So, um, you know, thinking about social media um, and sometimes, you know, we spend so much time on social media trying to get our message out that, it's it we're doing it each day but there's some really great sweet uh resources like hootsuite and buffer that you can just program one message and it'll configure to the various platforms and send it out mm. you know during dates and times that you want um that to happen which can really help from an organization standpoint and then you know utilizing some website online resources like uh, Microsoft Sway um, has been really um, invaluable. Uh, WordPress, About Me. So all of those are, are um, pretty, are, all of them are free um, with certain accounts, you know, and it's just really nice to be able to use those things that are already in place. Um, and then from an organization standpoint, um, I really, I've used Smartsheets, Asana, um, and there are other things like Podio, Slack, so on and so forth that are really helpful. I know Lauren talked about this in her um, in her podcast about being organized, right, and having all a system for that. And those are really um, great resources uh, in order for keeping yourself organized. Um, oh, along with things like um, Evernote, or I know Rachel talked about you know making sure you have the right documentation. So having things like Scannable or Scan for Me. While you might not want to go out and buy a full scanner and copier and all of those things, right? Like it's amazing. Our iPads, our iPhones, or, or our Google phones, whatever that, you know, your technology is, there are those apps out there that just make things so much easier mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. for us. And then I think especially right now, um, utilizing technology to meet with people. Right. And so there are lots of things like Zoom, which is great. I know a lot of people are using that. There's a lot of free options for that. Skype, uh, MS Teams, WhatsApp, you know, different ways. Google Meet. Um, there's different ways to connect with people um, all around the world. Right. So you don't have to do those customer interviews just in person. Right. You can use these other other tools to connect with one another. And then things like MailChimp or Constant Contact are great ways uh, for um, CRMs 
uh, sending out newsletters, seeing who's opening, click rates, so on and so forth. So um, I think those are really important. And then the last thing I'd probably hit on is uh, online platforms to help find work in the gig economy. I know that was something I struggled with um, when I was starting my business. Like, how do I find um, those people who want my work, you know, um, in, in more of a gig economy? So things like freelancer, Upwork, um, Guru, so on and mm-hmm. so forth, I think are really great resources for our listeners. Um, and then, you know, the other thing too is, how do you go about finding your logo? And, you know, some, again, to Lauren's point about not understanding all of your skill sets um, or not understanding your skill sets, but being okay, not having all the uh-huh. skill sets designer is one for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I utilized, um, I think it's, do you say it Fiverr, Fiverr, Fiverr? I think it's Fiverr, how you actually say it. <laughs> F-I-V-E-R-R. Yeah. Fiverr. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and 99 designs. Um, those have been really really helpful uh, for me when I was trying to come up with a logo and some of the different designs for my website. Um, so I think those would be the ones that I would highlight. Um, I know that we will end up putting a lot of these resources on our website um, for our listeners, um, a fuller list with more detail, but those are the ones I would highlight. Yeah. Right now. Well, and what I liked about what you, you highlighted is, you know, as an entrepreneur, you, you do, you know, have to wear all these different hats. And so all the services you described almost, sort of help you create this uh, business that has all these different multiple facets of it, you know, from marketing to um, communications, um, but it's all one person running it. So it really increases your, your bandwidth so that you can kind of really spend your time doing the things that you need to do as an entrepreneur. So I really appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, Arthur, as we wrap up our session today, I know our office, um, Institute for Entrepreneurship, has quite a few resources as well. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about this? Sure. Yeah. So we have a zero barriers approach to entrepreneurship, which means that we want to make entrepreneurship and our services free or as near free as possible. So we have a lot of programming that we do throughout the year. Um, the first is our Venture Validator program, which is um, a four-session a program where you can come and, and test out your business idea. So if you have an idea rolling around in your head, you're not sure if it has legs to it, you can um, participate in the Venture Validator program and go through a process to see, okay, does this, does this, you know, is this worth pursuing? Um, and you'll go through that with our instructors and our mentors. You'll, you'll have a good understanding of, yes, this is a great idea. I should move forward. Or maybe this idea needs some, some tweaking before I make it into a full-fledged business. So, so that's the first one. We also have Venture Jumpstart, which is um, another uh, program that we offer for free, uh, usually anywhere from between five and six sessions, depending on the topic we're covering. But Venture Jumpstart is really that, and that's in bolts. Okay, I have a business idea that's been vetted, that's ready to go. Um, help me walk through all the things I knew, need to do to get my business started. So this is sort of that Next level for entrepreneurs who are ready to move forward and get their business started. Um, And then we also have our Venture Rams program, which is our mentor program that we connect our students with mentors across um, the state as well as some um, abroad to really help support them in developing those sort of niche parts of their business, whether that's going to market, helping with accounting, whatever those needs are, we can give that connection to our entrepreneurs, um, a deep dive mentor to support them along the way. 
And then lastly, we have our Venture Works program, which is our ongoing workshop series on a variety of different topics. We'll bring in um, entrepreneurs who will talk about their success stories, kind of some of the things that they've learned along the way. Uh, we may bring in special speakers on specific topics um, that our entrepreneurs are finding useful, uh, thinking about what would co content look like in the new normal after the, the COVID um, outbreak. So really providing the mentorship and content that's really relevant to our entrepreneurs um, who, are, who are going on this journey, whether they've started their business yet or really um, just on the horizon thinking about what's next. So those are all free resources that we provide. Um, and there's more information on our website if anyone wants to take advantage of it. But um, definitely, definitely go through the process and and, and see if, if your, your business has legs and you can do it for free, which is even more awesome. Absolutely. I thought about that uh, as I was doing my own side gig, right? It's like, gosh, having all these free resources back then would have been amazing. Mm -hmm. So I love that you know, the Institute for Entrepreneurship is is uh, putting those various programs out there for the community and for our students to be involved in. So, um, well, thank you, Arthur. This was so much fun. I loved um, doing this podcast solopreneur with you and interviewing everyone. Just really had a great Me time. Me too. Thank you so much. Um, you know, it's been great um, to be a part of this experience and hear more about how we can get people out and starting their own business. So this has been exciting. So thank you. Yeah. And thank you to our listeners. We hope that you join us again for the Institute for Entrepreneurship's Ramcast uh, when we set up our new podcast series. So um, thank you everyone for joining us today and we look forward to having you join us next time. Have a great bye -bye. one. Bye. Bye.